Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 31 of the podcast and today we're talking about our favourite things from 2020. Now we were going to lead this off with a review of the movies, books and yes. music. I thought you were going to say we're going to open it in song because no. I've, been, I've been leading in song in the prep for this. Come no. on, you can't think of favourite things without thinking of sound, uh, was it sound of music or something? Well that's, that's you, you've been singing that a little bit but we were going to go with movies and things, but then yes. we realised we've not really watched anything this year. Uh, probably in the past week, we've watched more movies than we have in the whole year, actually. But there's been nothing really out. I think if we were to say our favourite movie, more so in the cinema, mm. well, it would be Sonic the Hedgehog, because that's that the only thing we've seen. That was a great film. Great film. <laughs> that's the only one we saw, and that was in February. Yeah. But actually, on the subject of movies, if you do want to watch a good movie, go and watch... What's the name of that film? Joy, the one we saw no, last night. Jo- well, we saw Joy. Joy's a good film. Joy's amazing. But... About time. About time. About That's time. That's the one. So go watch About Time. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Mm. It's not new. It's not this year. But go watch it. I would say, though, we, we caught a movie last night. So this past week in the Kempson House has been a, a, a gathering sorts. Okay, so like imagine winter season, you, you know, you're sorting your house, you're getting ready for whatever lies ahead. I've been gathering, I've been settling down. And I had to just through a couple of things. I've not been that great this week. A couple of things have forced me to sit at peace, which is really, yep. <laughs> really crazy for me. I really, I don't struggle. I think I'm getting better. But actually having the kind of forced sitting has been really super good and we watched we've watched a couple of films this week but one was last night called joy which has got jennifer lawrence in it and if you haven't seen that movie go and watch it it's basically the story of a one-woman empire emerging out of a dysfunctional family and it was crazy good it was really really empowering so i think if you resonate with prosperity i think you'd enjoy that movie and as far as music goes, we can't really talk about that because we had our Spotify 2020 in review. I know. And basically, we've listened, well, we, Jennifer's listened to one song this whole year. So therefore, what's the song you've been listening to? I like BTS. I can't yeah, there's, help there's it. There's that one song. That Dynamite. You know. The one right. that I sing around so the house. So therefore, there's been one song this year. So we don't really have a review like of BTS. other songs. That's all we've got. Mm. So we have got books. Mm. And then we decided to broaden it to other things. Absolutely. So let's get on with our favourite things from 2020. So Absolutely. Jennifer, books. Well, this you, is so easy. You, you've Look. had probably, I don't even know. It's like it went through a phase of having two or three books a week turn up. No, no. I, I love books. I think you can gather that. I love, love and the, do you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. So our oldest boy, he has really got into books, like really got into books now. He loves um, their Captain Underpants, their, what's the other one? Dogman, who's Dog made Man, by the same, same guy. guy. So it's little kind of, um, I suppose, comic strip style Yes, books, yeah, exactly. But the words in them are quite oh, high tough. level for yeah, compared to where tough. he is reading wise, but he's making his way through. And mm. I think because the stories are fun in, interesting and they've also got a little few rude like fart jokes and things like that <laughs> that he's really he enjoying that. them and also the format's really good because you get all the visuals going mm, on as well mm, so mm. i remember when i was small i used to read asterisk books which again have the same kind of thing comic book type of format lots yep. of pictures lots of visuals to kind of follow along the storyline so i used to love those so it's great to see that he came from not really enjoying mm, reading mm. so much and more of a numbers kind of person absolutely to yeah. now really just 
wanting to sit there and pick up a book. Yeah, it's gone from to books and drawing are his main things. So they also do taekwondo. But Nathan, he's seven, so he's into books. So actually, he's asked for books for his Christmas. He can't think of anything else. Um, that's what's on his list. He wants the complete set of a series. So sorry to answer Matt's question, which was what is one the first book or the first thing? Um, what led me onto that was I remember growing up not enjoying reading. Like my mum and dad would actually have to force me to read. And I think I only recall having like honestly about five books. And even through university and school, university, you have to buy your textbooks or borrow them, right? So they're kind of, this is a list of books that you have to read. And it's almost, it's like heavy graft. Well, it's like in school, even when you're doing kind of GCSE level or whatever, you end up having books that you have to read. And it's generally something that is highly renowned but also not that enjoyable to read. Yeah, and the whole of school, you probably threw, well, we call them standard grades when I did them, and, you know, hires. It was, right, you've got Of Mice of Men, you've got Little Women, you've got Romeo and Juliet, right? All the standards. And because you're in that environment where you're just like, you must read it, I suppose I didn't really enjoy reading. I also sometimes, I don't have dyslexia, but the words, I actually read better with a dark page and white because yeah, you know that's what you can, you I do that yeah, on my phone, on I flip it. So I actually, growing up and even reading sometimes, I can struggle that the white seems quite bright. And I think it's because I wear contacts and some, um, contacts and glasses. Um, I'm, I've, got, I've got quite bad eyesight. Well, not that it can be fixed. But, you know, I think it's because of some of the bounce back, just because I'm not, it's not my natural eyesight. It's got lenses and stuff. Anyway, I'm diverging. So I grew up not really enjoying books. And in the past, three four years since starting this journey with money i have oh my goodness love i can't love even count books. how many you've read i i want to say like literally hundreds no, if not none, thousands. none really a fiction you've tried a few fiction and you Don't just can't like get fiction, into it just can't get into it but i love a good movie so that leads me on to what would be some of the things i need to mention today's favorite books matt went out in this year and got me every single catherine ponder book the, our back catalogue basically yeah the, every single obscure book that she's ever I f- put I found out like everything that she's put out and then went and found it absolutely so i've got i've also got a first no a second edition of our very first ever book called the dynamic laws of prosperity so catherine ponder still alive she's in her 90s wonderful you know doing fantastic things still running a company still running a ministry she in my opinion is been one of the the greatest prosperity writers of the 19th 20th century there's a lot of other female writers as well i love florence shovel shin i really love joyce mayer i tend to resonate more with female prosperity writers i've read some like charles fillmore and things like that and they they're quite yeah maybe masculine and maybe i find it harder to understand catherine ponder in particular i love her work because for me, I've had a background in reading the Bible and being part of different churches. And it's the first time her and Joyce Mayer really deep dived into passages that I knew stories and actually turned it into messages. So like this isn't just this thing happening. It was like, actually look at the names and the places. This symbolizes this. Look at, like I was reading, I'm reading a book that's all about um, Jesus, actually one of Catherine Ponder's Jesus book. Um, and she's saying, right, even the place where he grew up the name was significant. And it's like, nobody teaches you this. Like nobody, And you think being part of institutions for a while, I'm not part of any church right now, but you think that this was the depth of knowledge that maybe should be more common. 
No, like, I think churches seem to be more so that you get presented with the facts. What, the facts. <laughs> or, we do this, we do that. Or their view of the facts. Because yeah, obviously yeah. you have variations on Christianity yeah. um, and little sects of it that focus on different elements. Absolutely. And ultimately people have their own tune that they want to sing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, it doesn't mean that there's any negative or ulterior motives with it. No, no. But you get the version of it that people want you to hear mm. rather than. I suppose, presenting you with the information and giving you lots of variations or even letting you decide for yourself mm. what the interpretation is, kind of give you just some insight into what the background is, what yep. the messages might be, how you can apply them today and the deeper understanding yep. rather than just the core, this is the this text. This is the thing we do, absolutely. So I have absolutely, this year getting all her books, I've not worked through all of them. That's my goal for next year to actually I thought go. you read all of them. I haven't read all of them yet. Have you not done that? There's so many, <laughs> there's like 17. <laughs> I know, but it's because I'm drawn to other books, but yeah, that's my goal to work through all of them. So that's but my first thing off the bat. And I think that leads into my favourite thing of this year has actually been a bit of self-discovery. It's been a year of just maybe resonating more with things that feel right and solid. And I think it's been a year of prosperous thinking. Like it's been the beginning, really, really deepening of this actually what we think about, what we feel, what we do completely develops the life that we feel or the the, the experience of life that we have. Like nothing in our world has changed circumstance wise, apart from one or two little tweaks, one or two little tiny tweaks. But actually I feel more and more prosperous. And I'm, then what happens is you see start to see evidence as well that backs it up and just, yeah, all those kind of wonderful things. So that's absolutely my one of my greatest things that I found this year. What about you, Matt? What's yours? Um, so I don't really read that many books. Um, I, I listen to some. So I've listened to a few audiobooks, actually. I got an Audible subscription and managed to listen to a few books. Mm. And the one book, actually, that I listened to, um, and I bought it as well physically, maybe you for you for to me. read. Yep. But it was by Matthew McConaughey, and it's called Green Lights. Mm. And I listened to the audio version. He is the person that narrates the whole thing. And I just found it a really, really, really good book. Mm. So I think the last quarter maybe wasn't so inspirational because Mm. it was more about, I guess, him finding already his success and then making choices on the movies. But the whole point of it is that in life, you can get green lights, which is go, you know, make progress, do good things. And sometimes you can get red lights as well, which are challenges and obstacles, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but often you'll find that those red lights that you had become green lights at some point yep. later in yep, life. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe the lesson that you learned that was painful and harsh at the time actually puts you in a great position to be able to do something good with it at a later point. Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess it's a book about opportunity, mm-hmm. seizing opportunity, doing what you think is right, going with inspiration. And it's, it was just a really good book. Mm. His experiences definitely came from a more, I guess, rugged upbringing. Oh, yeah. I know I read some of those chapters already. It's quite insightful. <laughs> so, but, but also he doesn't have any negativity about that. Mm-hmm. It's more so that it's, it almost seemed like it was more of a kind of respect thing. And the way that mm. you were brought up, you respected your elders, you respected your parents, mm. you didn't lie. And you, if you Absolutely. did... You, if you did do anything wrong, you didn't get caught, more importantly, <laughs> which is a, an interesting dynamic. But yeah, it was just really nice to see kind of, I guess, how his career took place, 
how he found his way to certain places mm. and how certain things he did and certain things he didn't do in order to explore his opportunities. So that is really, outside of a couple of other books that I've listened to or read, which would just, I guess, fluff. They didn't mm. really provide any content yeah. that... Yeah. that stuck with me but that book was really good so i definitely recommend getting that one i know and then you actually read it so what was happening matt was turning around the garage a little bit you like kind of blocked listen to it as well you did a bit of immersion because i was doing tony robbins that weekend yeah and you were in the garage about two or three days yeah just quite solid but i think that also helped the experience just that constant flow of yeah, listening yeah. So, to it as well so because of i think the kids are at school or whatever that meant that when i was refurbing the garage i basically just had the sound on and was just listening to the thing yeah, entirely absolutely. and i was taking every opportunity to listen to it actually mm. so whereas normally i'll wait to listen to when i'm on a walk or I'm cleaning the house or something else i was actually looking for opportunities to just listen to it mm. So, yeah, it was it was really good to kind of churn through it, I guess. It keeps you engaged. Absolutely. The next thing I want to call it is one of my favourite things is, I've had them for a couple of years, but you upgraded my ones for me on my birthday, AirPods. Well, it wasn't really <laughs> an upgrade, more so that your battery had become quite dire. Yeah, yeah. So, for my birthday, so I've had AirPods since they came out, I think, haven't we? We've both um, had... I got mine, I think we got you some maybe four or five months yeah, later. Yeah, not long. But yeah, I list, I use my AirPods with my phone, with my Mac, um, when I'm exercising, when I'm walking, all this. And so, for me, it is absolutely, it's just a joy to have AirPods now that last a full journey. So, before my birthday when Matt upgraded them for me I was basically getting like 45 minutes before they would quit on me yes yeah, so because <laughs> I use them all you wouldn't the finish time. a workout you wouldn't finish a walk no, they die on you before you get to the so end so that was one of the that was one of the greatest things every single day it's something that I pick up and use without doubt like if I was going traveling if I'm going anywhere even if I'm going to the dentist or the doctor like I will genuinely take my earpods with me because I'm like listening to a book or a podcast or you know or just they're so so versatile so that's one of the other great things this year but a good thing about them yes there are definitely other headphones that have better sound quality and better isolation all that kind of stuff so i've actually got the airpods pro and they're good but again there's ones which are better than that but the good thing about the classic standard airpods Mm. is that they don't kind of cut you off from the world they don't have to go right into your ear hole and (laughs) kind of clog you up and they fit really easily and they're really comfortable so you don't want to do anything too strenuous with them but they're just easy to i guess put in and out of your ear Mm -hmm. which means that it it makes it comfortable for you to use them. Mm. You've also got some a bigger kind of over-ear headphones, which yes. are wireless yep. as well, which yep. you use sometimes. I use them for sometimes out walking. They're very good because my ears get cold. <laughs> but for the most part, the AirPods, yes, they're expensive for what they are. Yes, you don't get the best sound quality, mm. but for convenience... Oh, they're amazing. They're yep. incredible. And therefore that's why they're just a go-to absolutely i use them for editing sometimes i use my other beats because they can cancel out the noise better and things like that but yeah that's absolutely one of my favorite things of 2020 is the airports and what i should say actually before we carry on if any of these things you think you fancy checking out we've actually created on my amazon store so if you go to amazon.co.uk slash shop s-h-o-p slash mama furfer which is obviously my pseudonym you can find most of the books you can find most of the the items that we are and we'll try in the show notes to leave links to all the products that we we're mentioning so i was upgrading the gym mm. earlier in the year and yep. also you found that you enjoy cycling so Absolutely. you joined... talked about this a couple of times haven't we yeah <laughs> so you joined the gym and then you found that actually 
spin classes yes really work for you yes so we had an exercise bike in the gym yes and we decided that if we're gonna get into the flow of better spin and also you were doing peloton classes i was so kind of i guess something that fits with the peloton a bit more we were gonna get a peloton bike we'd ordered it we, we talked about this before ordered it we paid for it and then we cancelled it <laughs> we cancelled it because it was going to be like a two and a half month delivery time yeah it was going to be january and then February. we reviewed how much we we're spending on that how much the subscription would be anyway we decided to get a completely different bike yes. now it wasn't cheap it was thousand pound for the bike yes it was an investment but it's something that we both use it lasts years and years and years and therefore actually it's good value per use and that was a schwinn ic8 bike Ooh. So it's, it's, got a, it's, it's got a resistance mapping to Peloton. Yes. Um, it's got a little standy thing where you can put your iPad when Absolutely, you're watching yeah. stuff. And, and it's a digital a... grade, so you can actually... So the thing about Peloton is when you're doing these exercises on spin, they actually want you to um, increase your speed so you can see that on the display, but also increase the resistance to certain markers. And actually, this particular bike is one of the only ones that has that digital kind of marker resistance rather than just all oh, that feels like it yeah you can actually see comparisons and so also wonderful. some of the cheaper bikes they use felt pads yes. basically you end up with a physical thing a felt or leather pad yep. sitting on the wheel to it slow it down, down. yeah that wears down it makes noise and it's just not as as good overall so this particular one has magnets and therefore it's it's a silent kind of system yeah so that was a really really good investment and the other investment we made in the gym specifically for me was i picked up one of these technique bars for the gym so we use olympic bars which is just yep, a big yep. barbell and you've got me a lighter one as well for some things that i use it we've got your lighter one but yep. this one was it's two and a half kilos mm -hmm. so it's smaller but actually the whole point of it is a it opens up some moves that we couldn't do with a bar before because mm -hmm. the basic 20 kilo bar was too heavy for a few things and also one of the reasons as well was when the kids come in mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. start to do some of these moves because it's only two and a half kilos it's still heavy for yeah, them yeah, absolutely. but both of them can do things like a chest press they can do a yep. shoulder press they can do squats and all these things so it wasn't just for us to utilize within our routines mm. but also to give the kids access to something so when they're in the gym with us they can actually do some work too mm. and they're not just randomly picking up a weight and throwing it around but mm. instead they can actually do the same moves yep. with something else because ultimately the thing that we want the kids to do is see us doing all the various things that we do and hopefully be inspired to copy absolutely that's, that's what kids do generally absolutely. they see things around them they're inspired by it and they also kids always want to get that praise to kind of yes, do things yeah. and make you proud and therefore if we're in the gym and they see stuff then they want to emulate that at mm -hmm. times they want to try to show you what they can do and mm. show you how good they are and giving them the tools to do that and hopefully giving them a passion for enjoying going out into the gym and doing some work, mm -hmm. I, I want them to have. I want them to carry that with them. So although they're quite young at the moment, both of them under 10, yes. by quite a long way with Sam, <laughs> I just want it to be that they have that inspiration that as they get older, as mm -hmm. they get to their kind of early mid-teens, that they do want to go to the gym. They do want to look after their bodies oh, and look absolutely. after their health. And that's all led on from what we're doing as well, right? You lead by example, don't you, Key? The next thing I... So Matt mentioned the spin bike. I had this down on one of my favourite things of 2020, as you know, because it's been a game changer for me. The start of the year... I really was searching, like exercise for me is not something I need to force myself to do, but what I was struggling with was just to enjoy it. So my background is I was a dance teacher, a cheerleading coach for about 
seven, eight years. And so I love dancing. I love watching people dance. I still get the buzz, the excitement. I love dancing with the stars on US TV and stuff like that. Um, and so when I was trying a different number of classes at our local gym, the only thing that almost stuck, I tried like body pump, which is weightlifting with music. It's okay. But I went to a couple of spin classes and I was like, this is incredible. And I'm so glad you know that kind of spiral that goes down but getting trying a couple of classes on a bike enjoying it then led to getting a bike in the garage and I do like Peloton's app their strength their flexibility and they're really good it's all pop music whereas sometimes in a lot of classes I went to it was random music that you'd never heard of so it's, it's music that I love I enjoy I get like the spin classes usually have that soul cycle feel so there's a bit of a motivational talk and things like that um yeah so that's been I'm really thankful and also walking we've touched upon this a couple of episodes I found my love of walking as just this really lovely foundation of exercise like even if life is tough I know that you like it's raining just now and I know if I could I can't walk right now because of you know a bit of recovery time but I, I would be out there with you in the rain because we've got the waterproofs. It, it would just yeah, be super fun. available just at any time. It. Exactly. Good. So yeah, that's been one of my highlights. The other thing I'm going to call it this year is a business favourite thing. Are you ready? All right, go on. We invested in an editor consistently from about May time, would you say? May, June? So you've had editing over the course of time. But yes, it's I'm talking jumped. about for Mama for, for here. Did you have anything before me? No. So this is the thing. You jumped around a little bit between yeah. having one company and then they stopped doing it. And yes. then an individual, then another company, and then they weren't quite working out. And so you've now got a base. I've got a works. guy who's our editor. So yeah, exactly as Matt said. So about my March time this year, a company approached me and they wanted me to be their first client to edit. They were based in Spain. Really, they were decent, you know, videos. And it was really great fair enough turnaround but they decided it wasn't profitable and shut down which was the guy was trying to get more customers and couldn't get any which is unfortunate um and then about june time another company approached me it ended up being that they were a bit rubbish um and things like that over in america so that went to the sideline then i found another company and this company did do it for a month but didn't like the profitability side of it either and so the guy who worked for that company has ended up being my editor and his part-time. It's a side hustle. And we've had an editor now consistently since August. So Mama Farfar, I put out two videos a week. They're usually 15 to 20 minutes long. I like graphics on them. I like to do, you know, cutaways, tutorials, showing on my computer. It's not complicated. Like I can do it. I've been doing it for years. But it frees up my time to focus on creating content, to do a podcast, to be with you and the kids, my strengths, my strengths, are editing a little bit but it doesn't light me up like i get bored <laughs> well there's no reason to, to the whole point is that you earn money into a business or just into your house mm. and then the same as people might outsource their ironing their cleaning like <laughs> whatever the cleaning, else you know get their car cleaned by Absolutely. someone professionally for you and for us mm. it works to outsource the editing yep so each video probably would take an hour or so oh to at edit. least two hours maybe Two hours, so I think, really. That's for every single video. That's four hours a week. Yeah. So you on hand top it, of filming, on exactly. top of Exactly. So you content. hand that off to someone else who also then they've got a side hustle. Mm. And potentially they could be in a position where if they can get multiple clients on mm -hmm. board over the course of time, it's something they want to do, then they can be a freelancer. Absolutely. They can then do their stuff from a Barbados beach if they I want know, to do. I know. It's great. 
so yeah we the business has really taken off in 2020 like incredibly and one of the offshoots of that as Matt said is I've learned to delegate so rather than think oh no I can keep hold of this money on my my mind it's like no I'm seeing the value I'm seeing the the kind of the delegation and things like that so yeah that's been one of my favorite things for the business everything else is actually we're managing to do in-house completely and it feels absolutely fine um Matt does the editing of the podcast and then when we do Kempson House stuff which is that I enjoy channel. the editing of the Kempson House stuff because <laughs> it's normally I suppose a bit more camera work a bit more of different segments of film so yeah. whereas the mum fur first stuff is normally maybe three bits of film total yep 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 the Kempson House can be five eight twenty who knows how many I know, different yeah, things exactly. but I enjoy that process of piecing it together I know and so leading on from that I got an editor which again was a game changer some of the kit that you picked up for Mama Fur for this year has been really a great highlight as well yeah so for me one of the great highlights was actually putting everything onto a movable stand I know it's so cool so we used to have a tripod where you put the camera and then another thing where the sound goes and another thing where the light goes yep. and all of these things were just you had to set up and pull down and everything else so what we got was basically one i guess it's a tripod yep. on wheels yep ultimately um, it's a bit more fancy than that, but it's a tripod on wheels, and then it's got various little grips that hold different things. So little grippers that hold onto the bar, and then they've got a pole sticking out, and then they've got a little holder for things like a mic, a camera, a light, whatever it happens to be. So all we do is wheel out this stand, plug it in, mm. stick the camera on it. It's amazing. And it's good to go. <laughs> Put my microphone in and boom. And, and also the great thing about it is that it can move anywhere. So mm, if you want mm. to do your video from a particular place, you just move the whole stand, you can chop and change between different segments of a video as well. Mm -hmm, so you can do a little mm -hmm. bit in one place, a little bit in another place, and it just goes with you. Yep. So it's a wonderful thing. And also what we did was we invested in a better lens as yes, well. Yes. So we were using just a default lens that came with the camera before, and then we picked up a Sigma 30mm lens. Yep. It has a better f-stop on it, which means that you get a much nicer, softer, blurred background, yep. which means that you pop a little bit more in the videos, which keeps the focus on you, yep. and it means that the quality just looks better for some reason if you are shooting a video and everything's in focus you the background mm. everything else that it can, looks fine it, yeah but it can look quite um as if it's a normal camera you're using yeah, yeah. whereas the moment that you start to have a blurred background mm. and that kind of stuff it's it just raises that level and then makes you look a lot more professional which mm. to be fair it means you, you are kind of because you've invested more than the default that people mm, would do. Mm. So a lot of people will record off of a point-and-shoot camera. So there's various ones for vloggers which you can buy where you can't change the lenses or anything. Mm. Or people will shoot on their phones, which have also yeah, got very, very yeah, good yeah, cameras. Very Nothing good. wrong with that. Yeah. But what you'll find is that you don't really get the soft, blurred background and therefore everything is a little bit flat in the image. Mm, Unless mm. you've got really, really good lighting for separation you notice that it doesn't just it doesn't look as professional mm, mm. as some things out there so the moment that you decide to invest a little bit more then it becomes noticeable mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you become the person that's got videos similar to much higher end because mm -hmm. they've invested and that's just the way it works mm -hmm. and i really really like the way that the video shoots mm -hmm. the way that it looks the way that the colors come out yep. so that was a really, really good investment as well. Absolutely. And that leads me probably on to my final favourite thing, and that would be the podcast kit. And actually, I'm quite impressed that this year our favourite things are, I suppose, creative things that have meant the most to us. We've really, without realising it, I think we've actually streamlined our life that we've only got things 
that really allow us to do more, to to do things that fill us more For with the most joy. Part, I've got a final thing that isn't quite that, but we'll go with it. <laughs> okay, I'll let you talk so, to me after. Yeah, our podcast kit, we picked up all this, this great stuff that you, yeah, we've got a little sound mixer, we've got decent mics, we've got little mic stands and everything like that. But yeah, we picked this up. What about June time we invested in this? Um, yeah, I think we did... Actually, I think it was earlier than June. Mm. So I think we did about four podcasts. Mm. With, from the table. From, from the table our little there. table, um, our little coffee table yep. with little lavalier mics just mounted to a microphone. Yep. And then we decided to invest. So we already had those microphones and they plug straight into a laptop to record. So we didn't need anything to get started with this podcast. And the sound quality was fine. I'm sure yep. if you went back and listened to them, you'd notice that there's a difference compared to what we do now. But for the most part, it wasn't it wasn't like it was a horrible experience. Yep. But then we decided to invest and get proper podcast kit. And actually, rather than, I suppose, go in a little bit softly with the process, we decided to go in and actually buy a decent mic and a decent mixer so that we could do things right. So sometimes you can get into this little trap of upgrading a little bit mm, and mm. then deciding a little bit later to upgrade a little bit more and a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant cycle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you end up I, you, you end up over the course of a year or two or five going through lots of iterations of something. Yep. So I like the fact that I took the time to research, I took the time to look around and see what there was and then we decided that we were going to get it right first time. So I don't think it was stupidly expensive it was probably mm. about 300 pounds i think so something like that it didn't feel crazy but it was an investment that's an investment nonetheless yeah that's a that's a, a good investment mm. but also it's not astronomical numbers so we invested in that we've got this kit um yes it involves a little bit of setup each time we do a podcast mm. but it's not the biggest deal and i just really like the way it works oh i know i love it so you you've heard us mention the podcast a couple of times uh, we've wanted to do a podcast I've wanted to do a podcast just as another outlet because I just love listening to audio stuff and actually a podcast is a way for you guys to get to know us better and also just to answer questions I probably wouldn't answer on my finance channel like it's it's more it's, it's a more lifestyle more, it's, more, yeah. it's more of our deeper passion and things so yeah when Matt said to invest in this at first I was like oh because the podcast for us is, is just a little bit of fun on the side still right it's just total us getting together chatting to our friends who are hopefully listening and enjoying it but yeah no I'm I really love the way our podcast sounds and every single week I catch it I listen to you know parts of it to make sure it's sounding so okay. I listen to it when I'm editing it so I've already heard it <laughs> yeah but no it's been one of the best investments and I I'm actually thinking a year ahead and not sure what else we'll invest in like I can't quite picture where the channel's going to go or... I've got my eyes on the lens, but I don't think you'll justify <laughs> it yet. No, but but that's a good place. I like this feeling that actually we usually will make an investment in the right thing rather than have a budget drive. It's a balance. Normally, you know, Matt will say, well, this is the right thing. Matt won't come to me and say, well, I need £200 for this. It'll be, no, this is the right thing, I feel. Yeah, it's never led by the price of it. It's always led by... The value. The the value it's going to bring. And that's why, although I've seen a lens that I would really like... I can't justify it. I don't see where it fits. We can have that conversation offline. (laughs) Well, I think that a lot of things, it's more like I could get a different drone. 
but mm. I've only used the drone, I think, twice so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it when you went on your motorbike trip and yeah. things like that. Yep, yep. And definitely I would like a more expensive drone that can do more tracking. I know, yeah. But unless I'm in a position where I'm doing more trips that require that, exactly. I exactly. can't justify it. So therefore, I won't get a new one at the moment. Mm. Maybe next year when we go on some trips, if I find that there would just be a few things I would love to be able to do that mm. I can't, mm. then we'll look at it. But that's, I think, where we have most of our purchases mm. led from. It's having a problem or wanting to do something better than mm. we've done it before mm. and there's a product solution for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you really want to solve the problem or if you want to make something a better quality output then you potentially have got to invest mm. but then it comes down to how important is this thing to solve and then within reason the money kind of doesn't matter it's not like yeah. we're talking about spending 20 30 thousand on things mm. um it's definitely more in the lower end i mean this lens is two thousand pounds so. <gasps> oh you didn't tell me that before <laughs> but i i can't justify it yet no so no. we don't have it no exactly no and i think it is it's the balance and hopefully that's the vibe so as i say remember and check out there's a mama for, for amazon page or amazon shop some of the things like matt mentioned the lens and um, we've also mentioned the mac i think that you got this year no we haven't do. mentioned that We're yet so do- i got a mac yeah. this year um, which I now use for editing. So I waited for them to update their processors to the newest Intel things. Actually, Apple have then since done new chips as well. I so know, the scanners, maybe, the scanners. We'll, we'll see what happens with that kind of stuff, maybe for your laptop over the course of time. But yeah, I got a Mac this year. So we were working just off of your one yep, prior yep. to around May time, yep, I think. Yep. So I was using that for editing when I wanted to edit. But now I've got my own Mac, which is really wonderful. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the last thing. Okay, go for it. So we used to have a surround sound amp and surround sound speakers yes. in our house. Yes, And we also had a 50-inch TV. 50-inch TV is big. Yes, it's good. it is. It's good. But I decided that I wanted to upgrade that sound system. Or not upgrade it, change it. So mm-hmm. rather than having wires trailing everywhere like it was, I wanted to streamline the whole process. I've actually ended up with roughly the same amount of speakers anyway, but that's <laughs> besides the point. So what we did was Sonos, who yes. do the multi-room sound systems you can get. So you can play your Spotify, your Apple Music, radio, and all sorts through their speakers. I decided to pick up their new soundbar. Yep. With their new soundbar, then I felt like we needed the subwoofer to go with it. And then we had one speaker already in the room at the back. So we actually were donated another speaker yep. that went in the back. So now we have a Sonos system. So the good thing about that is we've got rid of the amp entirely, which means that we don't need a specific remote control that used to do all kinds of switching and things like that and sometimes didn't quite get you to the right place. Yep. Instead, for you guys, actually, for you and the kids that are using it, it's yep. much more streamlined because you just turn on the TV yep. with the normal TV remote control and do the things you want to do. Yep. For me, I love it because... It's easy for everyone to use. And also the sound quality is as good, if not better, than what we had before. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think you guys really notice or care, but I it's love great. it. It's it great. looks nice. It sounds nice. So for me, that was, it wasn't a cheap investment. Mm. Actually, when you're talking about that lens being £2,000, the Sonos stuff, mm-hmm. and, and we also got a new TV because, well, if I was going to upgrade the sound, I may as well get don't a new start. TV. Don't start. So 
been a great year for me and my little technology and my entertainment <laughs> stuff so it's been a great session that was really good fun i think as we are you know wrapping up 2020 our hopes are in the invest in yourself invest in your business but choose things that also bring you value and these are just some of the things that we've bought we've separated from our cash and invested in that have brought immense value to our lives already but it's always a balance between things that educate you things that move you forward either as an individual or as a business but also things that are there for your fun mm, things for your mm. just your enjoyment there doesn't need to be any greater need for it absolutely and i always go down to doesn't make a difference how much something costs if you can afford it ideally not putting it on any cards or anything else but if you can afford it and you can look at how much you'll use it yep yep and then yeah. say, well, hold on, for the amount I utilize, it's like beds. Everyone is so shy <laughs> about spending decent money on a mattress and everything else, but you spend half your life on the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're looking at return on usage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a bed, everyone gets great value from, even if you spent an awful lot of money. Absolutely. But anyway, regardless, if you get a lot of use for something, don't be shy about spending the right money mm. to get it correct rather than buy an inferior version of something that you'll be kicking yourself for not going for the better version and you'll want to upgrade to later. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to our episodes this year so far. We've got more obviously in store for you as we kick out the new year. But I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you've been thinking about maybe ideas to invest in your own life or you've been thinking about these products, this is just some of the things that we find of immense value this year that we have bought. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. As always, you you can give us a five star review you can hit subscribe so you never miss any of our podcasts in the future the other thing that's super helpful if you've enjoyed today's you found it by chance why not check out all 30 other ones that are behind you and i promise you there's more ahead as well so go and check those out you can watch my content on youtube at mama furfer you can see our family channel at the kempson house as well and yeah we've really enjoyed sharing our favorite things of 2020 so thank you so much for listening we'll speak to you very soon soon.